0: Beautiful day today. Temperature is a lot different than I thought it would be. It's in the 50s and I'm out here in a very thick coat wearing long underwear and things like that. The temperature changes so much we can hardly keep up with it. The main thing to do I think is to take in the beauty, take in the sunshine, take in the warmth and learn to live in the moment. Learn to enjoy things. There's a lot of crap going on. There's a lot of people who seem to be set on sowing pain and discomfort and discord. Wanting to share their pain instead of dealing with their own stuff. One of the most important things I think for today is to allow people to deal with their own stuff. Don't take on all the pain of the world. You don't need to do that. What you need to do is to lead a beautiful life, a life of freedom and of justice. Learn to enjoy yourself without hurting others. And that will be a big step in fulfilling your destiny. And we do have a destiny, every one of us, and I'm going to start speaking about mine on these shows about the experiences that I've had that I never talk about because they seem so weird and so far out. But when you're a person like me, you see, a person who was too rooted in the scientific method and scientific thought for too long, things outlandish have to happen to sort of shake you awake. Things like suddenly hearing voices or having visions or doing those types of things when you're on spiritual quest shake you out of normalcy. When you're allowed to happen, when you go deeper, you find that there's more to the world than you thought. In my case, I was a psychology major. I was in love with social psychology and cognitive social learning I was in love with the idea of living in the world as a thinking being and everything else being put on hold. But then something happened. Then I got this idea on how I could improve myself. I could make up for all of the wrong habits and thought patterns that I developed as a young person. Growing up in a city that was booming when I was very young on the decline each year as I was growing up and then the street gangs came. Yes, we have to live on this planet earth. Right now I sit here and I watch cars going back and forth. Everybody is rushing off to work. It's very early in the morning. Almost 5.30, people get out of their beds in the middle of the night, many going to jobs that they don't want just so they can make a living, a whole world running on the fact that one has to give up part of their life in order to produce something, not to be something, but to produce the many things that can fill the empty holes that exist in many of our hearts because we're not being given what we really need. My advice for anyone who is living on earth and wants to live a decent life is to get what you really need. What do you really need? food clothing shelter yes but what type of food and clothing and shelter do you need what type of transportation do you really need do you need to work hard and bust your hump to get a ferrari do you need a giant house halfway empty when you're all alone What type of clothing do you need? Do you need something durable that's going to last a long time or something fancy? The latest thing off the shelf. These are the things that we have to begin to think about as we live on earth in this world, you see. Because it is up to us to create a world that we want to be in. And if we're young, if you're young, because I'm not anymore... The most important thing i think is to find a place where you fit find a place that you connect with find a place where the lifestyle is the way you think it should be whether it be some club or some special city or state within this large country or some country outside of this country when you're young you find that place find the place where you connect Find a place where you find joy. Find the place where you can settle down and make a living and be happy instead of working like someone who is enslaved. Striving in order to get in a position where you can enslave other people. That is one of the gifts of youth. And when you find that place, work at finding a way. To stay there. College is good. Find a way to go overseas for college in such a place. And you have four years to learn how to work. To pick up the skills you need there. And to possibly become a citizen or at least a resident there. This will give you the opportunity to get out of this place that seems to be going downhill so fast now that it's frightening. When I was young, all that one really needed to make a living was a high school diploma. Anything beyond that was a real bonus. But with a high school diploma, you see, you could go to just about any place where they had jobs, And they would provide on-the-job training for maybe five or six months as you were working. And then once you were done with the -the on-the-job training, you had the job. And then suddenly what happened was that corporations started demanding that people came out of school with the skills they needed automatically. Now, as anyone knows, that's impossible because there's no way a public school can train people for specific jobs. But that didn't stop the corporations. They still insisted on having people with the exact skills that they needed because they only wanted to take from society and felt no need to give back. And so we find ourselves in this state now where the main thing that affects our lives is the job or an economy based on the fact that the most important thing is a job and life is secondary. We can't go on living on earth like this. Everything is suffering from that type of blindness. All kinds of fires are burning all the trees down. Global warming is horrible right now it's almost 40 degrees and it's 530 February the 5th this is the coldest month of the year so far it is not dipped below 35 degrees and we sit here arguing sometimes as to whether there's a such thing as global warming the stupidity has risen to a new level in this place and it's hard for every one of us who really wants to live and let live to find a way to do so without getting entangled in the anger and the hatred and the mess. This is difficult. It can also be tricky because nowadays you see there are these people who consider themselves spiritual gurus who would tell us that Well, every problem that you have come from within. So if you can change what is within, everything will just go away. The truth is though, that every problem does not come from within. There are some that come from within. There are some that come from outside of ourselves. And if we are feeling sad or depressed or angry, it is usually not because of something that is coming from within us. It's because we're in the wrong place. It's because we're in the wrong time. It's because we are in a system that is flawed. And that system is driving us into pain, driving us into suffering, and driving us into bouts of depression. That's why I say it's so important to find the right place, to be in the right place, to live in the right place Because no matter what we do, if we live in a horrible place and if the system around us is terrible, we're going to find ourselves struggling. So it's good to know who to listen to and who not to listen to. If someone tells you you're only angry because of something inside of you or you are only angry because you feel like you are lacking something and have to make up for it by hollering, beware of them. I think that's a bunch of BS. Most people are angry because they look around the world and they see all of the injustice and they see the same people getting away with it over and over again while they are being punished just for trying to live, just for trying to find a little niche in this world, just for existing. Many people are being punished, treated badly, People are being cast out of houses that they paid on because they can't make two months' payments for their mortgage after 10, 20, 30 years just cast out into the street. Nobody seems to care. That is what's getting people angry. The hard-heartedness the lack of love the lack of care the lack of devotion and hypocrisy and until that is gone there will be anger the only thing that we can choose is how we deal with the anger but the anger is there and it is real and it should be there reading more and more about our lifestyles today. I'm reading about how people aren't happy not because of themselves but because of the society they're forced to live in. You see we are living in a society where instead of using the machines and technology to serve us, we are serving them. We're trying to speed up, we're trying to adjust our time, we're trying to do things that will serve the technology that will serve the machinery and as we do this we forget where we live and we forget who we are and what we are And so so many people lead desperate lives because they're not really following their hearts they're following a plan that tells them how to be successful so that one day after they reach a certain point they can follow their hearts But until they reach that point, they are supposed to put their nose to the grindstone and work hard trying to survive and to prosper. If you look on the internet and on social media, you'll see all kinds of ads that teach you how to become a millionaire, how to work in real estate, how to do spiritual healing, how to become a writer and sell products, So that you can have the type of living that you want. I think it's possible though to skip all of that and have the type of living that you want right now. The question is, do you want to live right now or just prepare to live? Too many of us are preparing to live, and anyone Who is smart knows that at any moment some disaster can take away our life or our health or our loved ones and we can be so disappointed that we have lost the valuable life that we once had. It's time to live right now. And that is what we'll be talking about on our show. Every time we come on the air, we're talking about living on Earth right now. But you see, as we're talking about living on Earth right now, we're not only talking about living on this Earth, on this small band of reality that humans can see because they can only perceive a certain amount of reality. They can only see a certain amount of reality and hear a certain amount of reality. No, we're talking about living on the whole earth. Making one's senses so clear and so powerful that they can begin to experience what people call extrasensory phenomena they can experience the earth as it really is. But that involves shaking off the straps, the bands, the handcuffs of material science so that one can be free. And when I'm talking about science, you note that I say material science, not science. Science is great. It's a methodology used in order to understand the world in which we live in and create a better life for ourselves and others. It's a way of understanding how things work. That which is measurable and that which can be seen clearly can be understood through science, but that which is not measurable cannot be seen and understood through science. And to pretend like only that which can be measurable is the only reality is not only inaccurate, but when one looks at it from a larger perspective, it's just plain foolish. So let's not live a foolish life anymore. Let, Let us not live with blinders on as we begin to walk the narrow road that is created for us and sometimes by us as we are tricked and our perception is narrowed let us walk on the true path the path where spirituality, religion science and the arts all merge into what is known as the real and we can do this And I'm gonna talk about ways that I have been forced to do this in my lifetime that I've never spoken about in public and on our show. You will have the benefit of hearing this and then perhaps you can do the same thing. We'll be back after a moment. There was a story about Ernest Hemingway that started my journey in the esoteric, the very esoteric anyway. Ernest Hemingway said that his grandmother was Native American living in the California area and that she used to actually know how to communicate with animals. He said that the Native Americans then could communicate with animals quite easily. What they would do is that they would sort of send pictures in their minds, pictures and images, and the animals would receive them and send them back. He talked about him going to a zoo and actually communicating with a bear in a cage and also communicating with this gorilla. And I wondered if that was possible. So since I had been meditating for a lot of time and was able to do that type of thing, I sent an image to my cat. My cat was very depressed. We had just moved. We had come to a new place. And the cat was going outside using a cat door that we put in. He had never used a cat door before. When he was a kitten, he used to just go outside the basement window and come back in. and he was feeling very sad because the other cat that we brought with him had run off because she didn't want to move so he was very depressed and he also was depressed because he thought that we didn't want to take him outside anymore and he was afraid to go outside the cat door because he couldn't see outside of it he was thinking something might be out in the backyard that might hurt him that's what I picked up, anyway, in pictures and also in words. And So I sent him back a message telling why we had to move and how I'd opened the cat door for him or the door with the cat door in it so he could check it out before he went out. And then he was happy. My wife came in that day. And the cat was happy and running and playing, and she was wondering what happened to him. And I said, well, I talked with him and told him why we had to move. She was shocked. But since then, I was able to communicate somewhat with animals, even though it was hard for me to believe, because science told me, you see, that animals didn't have souls. They couldn't think. They didn't know how to do anything. But later I found that for thousands of years people had been communicating with animals. And there's actually a woman who goes around the world teaching animal communication in workshops all over the place. I recently read her book and found that it is something that was very common and that anyone can learn to do. The reason we can't learn to do it is because Our egos have been so conditioned that they can't get out the way. The scientists have brainwashed us so much that the gifts and skills and powers that we had as human beings long ago are no longer available to us. We have shut our own minds and creative abilities down. It was only later that I found that the same thing could be done with plants, as I read a book about a person who said he learned to communicate with plants in the same way. One of the founders of Finhorn, an alternative community in Scotland, began to grow all kinds of plants that flourished, where people said plants couldn't grow when asked how she knew what the plants, she said, well, she talked with the earth, and she talked with the plants, and they said that they would prosper there, and that's how she knew what the plant. You might say, boy, that sounds crazy, that's ridiculous, but most of the shamans all over the world have said long ago that they can talk to plants and animals, and a lot of the medicines that they've developed from the rainforests and various places actually came from these people, entering into a meditative state and communicating with talking with all of these plants and all of these animals. This goes to show us, you see, that the world is bigger than we think. It shows us that we have been locked in a cage of artificial science, not real science, but a material science that keeps us held in check, keeps us trapped keeps the creative beings that exist inside of us at bay so that those in power can control us and give us a life that consists of nothing but producing things so that they, the ones at the top, can gather more and the ones at the bottom can gather less. And so we find ourselves in this very beautiful, mystical world, but we can never see it. We can only see our problems. We can only see our issues. We can only see our success as it is measured in obtaining material things. Houses bigger than we need. Cars better and faster than we need. We travel, we run, we jump. Many times because we're not satisfied where we're at. But if we really learn about how to do these things that they talk about, things that were common in traditional times and things that most of the spiritual leaders and teachers throughout time have talked about, if we learn to do those things, even though our body exists here, our minds and our spirits will be free and we will soar and we will find Though our community is not only a community of human beings, it's not only the club that we're a part of, or the workspace, or the mall, or things like that, but the universe. And when we discover that, when we discover that we can communicate and be in union with each and every living thing, something changes. What changes? We have a choice of communities. We can find a healthy community within the midst of the most destructive occurrences taking place in our lives, including this world right now. This world seems to be going crazy right now. There are people who are full of hatred and anger who hate anyone who is not like them trying to destroy this whole world, poisoning rivers, killing animals, driving many to extinction, causing forest fires because of carelessness, letting global warming run wild, spending money on wars and violence and hatred. And we find ourselves trapped in the world they've created, tired, angry, alone. Some people can't even see a clear path to the future for the first time in history, young people out of desperation are committing suicide. That's because that whole world of mystery, the whole world that we cannot connect with, with our five senses has been taken away from them. It's time for us not to only do religion or study spirituality, but to experience spirituality. It's time to go past woo-woo to what the frick is this thing going on here? What am I experiencing? Not only answering the question, who am I, but experiencing who and what one really is as a powerful divine eternal being because sometimes philosophizing about it or thinking about it or meditating on it is not enough it is necessary to experience oneself to go down that rabbit hole to learn to do things like self hypnosis or regression or to learn to do astral projection or to really tame and enhance one's psychic abilities, telepathy, all of those things are available for us. But first we have to break the chain of materialism. Break the chain of the idea of our smallness, of the idea that the only thing that exists is the solid Physical world which is not really solid at all but just light moving at a slower speed that makes it more dense. It's time for us to break through all of those false ideas. And these ideas have not only perpetuated the education system, but they have also entered into many of the religious systems where they talk about all these mysteries and miracles and magic, but will deny That they can happen today. We have to live in the world. We have to live on Earth. But living on Earth is much bigger than we ever think. Now, a little bit of a break. If you want to learn more about what we're talking about, moving beyond this small idea of self, moving into experiencing the divine self instead of talking about it or philosophizing about it. Please join us at our website at www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. That is www.nextstepcoaching.mysite.com. And take care of yourself by enrolling in some of our programs especially by taking some of our one-on-one coaching sessions where we will focus on spirituality and growth we will help you break that shell of ego self so that you can reunite yourself with all that there is and can return to your true original mind. The mind that is so great that no scientific methodology can ever measure it. So what are you saying? You may ask, I'm saying, yes, that I can communicate with animals. Yes, I can communicate with plants. Yes, I can dream great dreams. Yes, I can experience visions and visits from deities who symbolize truth and justice and love. I can touch the face of the divine. I can shut off the inner dialogue of the ego and become one with everything as grace permits and I desire. All of these things are things that I've learned to do since I began my spiritual journey all the way back in the 19th 70s one thing being built upon another and that is why i am offering what i learned to many people because i have come to terms with who and what i really am and most of the things that i speak about you see come not from reading but from experience because during my most skeptical days, I avoided reading anything so I wouldn't be influenced by what I read. And I kept going from one experience to another in order to see what happened. Only later did I meet with teachers and begin to read books that confirmed everything that I experienced on my own. I did that on purpose. So I would come to the truth. When you come to the truth, you realize that you have seen it all before. And that this life is here, not to punish you or to reward you, but to promote experiences that allow you to grow and prosper. Because we are like many leaves and many branches connected to the tree of reality with our roots planted in the heavens among the gods. And we, as physical beings, are divinity expressing itself with many faces many voices taking in all of the experiences and sending them back to the whole. As the great physicist Nasser Harriman says when speaking about our bodies he says that our very cells our atoms our atomic structure is blinking in and out billions of times a second, he says. Blinking from this solid reality into nothingness. Billions and billions of times each second, showing us that we are leaving this universe and going back to whatever it was that created this universe over and over each and every day. And the only thing that is necessary for us to do is to recognize the fact that we consist of information and our experiences are taking information back to the source billions of times per second. And when we realize this, we don't have to only take information to the source. We can bring information back from the source. When we do that, we will always be in community and we can always learn to reach out and touch and be touched by people who are going to provide beauty and grace and love on this earth. So a major part of what we are doing It's the cleansing of the self, the erasing of negative thoughts and ideas that we picked up in a negative, toxic society. So that we can turn back to who we really are and have always been. When that happens, there's no fear. There's no loneliness. There's no hatred. Just the body experiences those things. They pop up like waves rising out of the ocean. But when we realize that we are the ocean and not the wave and we just observe them, they eventually fall back down into the greater self, the greater consciousness, the universal mind that exists within each of us, the universal mind that we exist in for we and that mind are one and all of the gods and goddesses are simply aspects of that mind that are aspects of ourselves located within us in archetypes so that we can understand that which is greater than small mind and ego by understanding the archetypes. There's only one and to live on earth, we must realize that and bring that oneness, that wholeness, that beauty, and that grace, and that power to this place so that we can make it a beautiful place for ourselves. For our children and our children's children. That's what Living on Earth is about. Stay tuned for further broadcasts from Living on Earth.